I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following... The following... The following journey into comics. Journey into comics. The journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Hey, hey, this is Josh Richmond, and you are listening to the Voice of Survival podcast, exclusively on the Journey into Comics Network. Welcome to a very different episode of the Voice of Survival podcast. It's me, your host Nate, as the introduction said. Today we're going to go a little topical. There was something that happened in my universe. Um, Well, I mean, not really directly, kind of in my universe, but for any of you who have listened to the show before or followed my journey, you know that due to my chronic migraines that I've had since I was nine years old, which I have an interesting story to tell about that too. We'll get into that in a second because it's going to be kind of a part of this. Uh, you guys know that I am a, a, a cannabis user now. Um, some on the network would say that I deserve to be um, persecuted for that. And luckily for me, my home state, Illinois, uh, wisened up. And not only did they have medical marijuana available, but now they've also got recreational cannabis coming uh, January 1st of 2020. So what does that mean for me? Well, it means, first of all, I'm going to be able to go to a store and find exactly the right strain. Because, listen, people think weed is weed. Oh, there's just weed. No, there's like every strain does something different. Every strain makes you feel different. Every strain has a higher or lower potency. I mean, it's just, it's like the quality of food, you know? So being able to go into a dispensary freely, look for something that I know is going to help target head first, target my brain meats, and be able to give me a calming sensation that knocks my migraines out. Because see, here's the thing. If I buy from some random Joe Schmo dealer guy, and I go, well, okay, I need this to be, um, you know, an indica, and that's the the body high indica. Is your whole body feeling nice and melty or tingly or energized or whatever, depending, again, on the strain. Because you could smoke an energetic 
strain of cannabis that just puts you in the let's go to work mode. Let's go clean my house for fucking 10 hours straight. That's not a joke either. I mean, it's the qualities and the benefits, medically speaking, of cannabis are incredible, you know? Uh, to say, you know, and it's not just the, the THC side of it too. We're going to talk about the CBD in a minute, but here, but I want to kind of kick today off saying that today's episode is going to be about weed. We're going to be talking about the things that have happened. Uh, it's not really a direct response to poor 360 this week, but he, uh, AP did an episode where, uh, he discussed the recreational versus medicinal and what have you what states are legal and what states are not and who have what laws and blah, 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 blah. See, here's the interesting thing. Indiana's ahead of some states because Indiana has the CBD creams and then the oils and stuff, and that has been a godsend. I mean, really, uh, just to be very frank, yesterday I was um, helping my buddy move out of his house the rest of the way. I had kind of told part of that story on a previous Voice of Survival, I think, at some point, but... Uh, you know, I'd helped him move out of his place, and I had to get a bunch of stuff together and whatnot, and uh, after that, I had to watch Ollie. So I'm watching Ollie, and of course, the migraine monster, as it always does, hits me, and I'm like, oh man, not today. Just, I don't want to, I don't want to do this today. I do not want, because, you know, the day before, was that the, uh, no, it would have been Monday. I did not have a migraine was the last day I did not have a migraine. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and and this would have been Thursday as I record this on release day. Sorry about that. I'm going to tell you why I'm recording on release day right now. So watching Ollie V had to work and Ollie is got to do bedroom. So we, he, we got him a, a bunk bed a while ago that we had not yet set up because he wasn't emotionally ready to not sleep in the same bed as his mom that's just kind of a attachment issue and divorce and all those things with kids they all handle it differently so you know it's been slowly building him up to having his own room and then like yesterday when I was over we spent the majority of the day playing and having fun in Ollie's room like before that we went and I got myself some Shoops, had to have a Shoops burger, because I like Shoops. If you don't know what Shoops is, it's like a different kind of steak and shake type place. Flat, pattied burgers, really fucking good. Delicious. I do recommend it. So, we went to Shoops, you know, and then after we left Shoops, I, I wanted to get him this. He's getting these little, like, treasure chest boxes that are... They're heavy as fuck because what you do is you dig out the toy. The little kid, the kid digs out the toy. I wish they had something cool like that for me when I was fucking younger. I would have loved that. So you dig out the toy and then like you can use water to clean the toy and it's 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 fun. It's a fun activity. He really likes them, so he's been you know we've been getting him a bunch of those and uh, we looked through all through. We you know we leave shoops. We knew that the Dollar General in town had been picked through and there were no more left so we were hoping that ollie told me and he's like the dollar general by strax will have them so we went and they didn't and he was bummed out you know and i was like let's go to walgreens and see if maybe uh they have one so we went to walgreens and there's only one left and i was like dude it's meant for you it's absolutely meant for you it's your box boom i give it to him you know so we went back to the house and he did that activity, and it was fun, and he enjoyed it, and we played. 
And then we played in his room. And, of course, so he's got this bunk bed. And he also has, ever since he was super little, had this basketball hoop that, like, hangs over a door. It's plastic, you know. And he really has started to get into basketball. Like, Ollie has all of a sudden fallen in love with the sport of basketball. He doesn't really like baseball. He could give it a shit less about soccer. But basketball has all of a sudden become this thing that he's like, oh, I can do it. I can do it well, and it's really fun. I like this. You know, he feels rewarded doing it. It actually, making a basket feels rewarding because he can do it by himself and feel gratification. And that's kind of the kind of person he is. So, of course, he loves it, you know. So, we were shooting baskets, and eventually, uh, during this, I got my migraine, and I went upstairs, and there, uh, V has some CBD cream from her job, and I put just some on my neck and some on my temples, and I went back downstairs and played with Ollie, and boom, half hour, migraine was melted away, and I was like, wow, like, I didn't have to smoke, I didn't have to do anything, I could just take this CBD, put it on my body, and it, like, naturally calmed and took away the pains in my head. Before it got super out of hand. Because they can. They can get you know super out of hand really quick. So then, anyways, I put Ollie to bed for the first time ever. He got to sleep in his own big boy bed. And that was a cool accomplishment for me. I was like, yeah, I did it. Uh, while V was at work. So she was kind of bummed that she missed that. But, uh, so, we, you know... Ollie's asleep now, and I'm like, what am I going to do? I didn't bring my computer or any of my podcasting gear because I didn't think I would be there that long. It's one of those things. Maybe I should have just planned to always have my podcasting gear because then I could have just recorded what I'm doing now then, but that's me just reminiscing about possibilities. So he falls asleep, and I'm just chilling. V eventually gets home. Is Right around when she gets home, man, it's like you know close to one, and my head is starting to pound again. And luckily, it's just because I was hungry. So when I got home, I ate some food. It was all good in the hood. So back around, I tried the CBD thing. And it's cool because Indiana, legally, can you can use CBD here and buy it in stores. You can buy it in Walgreens now, which I saw yesterday. I was like, what? That's awesome. Like, hell yeah. Go the future, you know? So I look at the future, and I see... The small medicinal qualities that have kind of went over Indiana. And it's like everyone's taking CBD. And everyone's taking CBD because nobody can smoke weed legally anyways, you know. Or, you know, whatever. So it's it, there, there's too much insight that I know. There's I have too much knowledge. I know too many things. So at least about this. So Illinois, it's pretty cool because, you know, they're going to be able to have dispensaries. I'm going to be able to go in and say... Fucking, I just need a little something for emergency situations when I have a migraine that can cut down on my smoking for for that purpose. And then I can switch to edibles, which would be something I would prefer anyways because I would rather ingest my high than damage my lungs any further, you know? There's a lot of, I mean, there's, I mean, there's the, the THC ointment I haven't tried yet, but it's got to be just like the CBD ointment. It you know, it'll be a water-based thing. It'll go directly into your skin, which means it'll start immediately affecting your cells, which immediately drop into your bloodstream, blah, 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 and then there, you're there, you know. I think, and I, you know, another thing I want to talk about is Illinois is going to be 
really putting the heavy pressures on its sister state, Indiana, to wisen up. Because Indiana is now surrounded. Three of the four states that touch Indiana's borders have legal marijuana in either a medicinal form, which is Ohio only is in medicinal right now, and then, of course, recreationally in Michigan, recreationally in Illinois. And, you know, there's, I mean, it's, to me, the thing is, it's an old way of thinking, and it's the the ultra-conservative way of being. And that is to put restrictions on things, say no, because you're, you know, as long as they say no, and, and they win the battle of not legalizing, they're winning something, which means they're doing, to them, they're doing their job. So, you know, for my Indiana friends... You need listen. I don't care if you don't give a fuck or, you, or whatever. It doesn't matter, bro. My vote does matter, bro. It does matter. You need to vote blue in Indiana if you want to see actual change. If you want to see the new beginnings of something, you're gonna have to actually get out there and make your slang that vote, man. It's gotta count. Cause Illinois did it, you know, overwhelmingly passed passed their House and their Senate quickly. Their governor Pritzker is going to be signing it shortly, or did sign it by the time this is out. You know, uh, so I think I talked a little bit about the indica, and the indica is a body high, so it doesn't really affect your mind. It's not mind altering per se. It can be mind relaxing. It can you know be a dumber. You know, it can dumb you down and make you just kind of melt into the couch, if that's what you're going for. Because some nights you just need to zen out, and you're done. You've worked really hard. And, you know, some people are destroying their bodies on a weekly basis. No offense to anybody who is on brews with dudes or anybody who drinks on the network, but I don't really drink alcohol. And let me tell you, I feel damn good if everywhere else, you know. And not to say that everybody else doesn't feel good, but um, I just have learned that the smell of wine all of a sudden has started to disgust me. There was wine. The girls had wine the other night, and I smelled it, and I was just like, this is fucking wretched. I am angry. I wasn't really, like, angry, angry. I didn't, like, get mad or anything, but it was just like, ugh, get this away from me. And the same is to be said with beer for some reason. I'm not. I smelled somebody was drinking beer. We were out at a show the other night, and someone was drinking beer, and it was just like, I don't I don't like that. Get away from me. I don't, I'm not a fan, you know? Um and that's just the culture. And how cool would it be if we didn't have to worry anymore about drunk drivers because people are just smoking weed. And you know what? Here's a crazy thing. Someone's going to be like, but Nate, if you smoke weed and you drive, you're probably you're going to crash your car, man, because it's mind-altering and you're stupid. If you aren't a high-functioning stoner, yeah, I don't suggest you get behind the wheel of a vehicle after you've smoked. But there are people, many people I know, who smoke before they drive, while they drive, on trips, anytime. And the smoking while driving thing, I think I understand as anxiety on the road is a real thing. People are driving like assholes. And you know what? Being a little bit skibbity sconed is, you know, nice because it helps you to relax, to slow your mind down, to just stay in the zone and not let other people's driving energies affect you. 
and it helps to prevent people from having road rage. That's a very real thing, you know? People who smoke weed while they drive don't typically scream and yell because they're chilling out. They're relaxing. They're not stressing out. At least, hopefully, they're not stressing out. Some people that smoke weed stress, too, you know? Um, I I feel like people think that if you smoke weed or you smoke cannabis, that it just, you become... Like, you think that you're something different, you know, or some sort of, and it's, it's not like that. Like, people who, I know people who smoke weed every day who are depressed, and even smoking weed every day isn't quite, you know, enough. And they don't do anything else about it, because they don't want to go get prescription medications and ruin your body that way, get addicted to pills. Those are, that's so much worse, you know, honestly. So... It's, you know, mad kudos to Illinois for making this decision because, again, it presses Indiana a little bit more. Like, listen, you got to be more progressive, man. Get with the times. You know, and it makes me me very curious. Like, what were to happen if, say, going into the 2020 presidential elections, it's Bernie versus Trump or something, you know, or, you know, whoever. It's fucking Elizabeth Warren. I don't care. I'm not sure who I'm voting for yet, folks, because here's my deal. Going into the primaries, we're going to watch a lot of different candidates talk, a lot of different candidates drop, and when we get to time to actually vote, actually vote, that's when we as a nation are going to have to decide who we want to put up against Donald Trump. And it has to be the a, a sound, everybody on the same page, yep, let's do it. And then if somebody doesn't agree or is their person doesn't win, accept it and still vote against him. Because, guys, just being real in the universe, the Donald is a danger to our country. And that has been proven time and time and time again. I don't need to go into examples because that's not why we're here. But in the instance that the Donald or whoever going into the 2020 presidential election says, one of the things on my slate that is a immediately within my first 100 days we have to fix it is cannabis reform. And we're going to take it off the federally scheduled one drug chart you know we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna reevaluate people who have been uh incarcerated for cannabis i mean people getting their records expunged just for having some weed is huge because it's saying look we fucked up and we are super sorry like the country wasn't progressive when it happened to you and we're going to get with the times, and now that it is legal, we're not going to make you still sit in this jail cell and serve out a sentence for something that is now no problemo. So, you know, there's this big movement. So what happens if Indiana, or, or, or let's say federally speaking, it goes legal across the nation, right? It happens, whatever Dem gets in, the presidential office is there, and... They go, okay, Congress, it's time to act. Let's do it. Put some legislation into effect. Oh, there's already legislation. We can push it through now because we know it'll probably get signed. Legislation passes the House, most likely passes the Senate, which I predict the Senate is going to go blue. I think we're going to have a very, very blue Washington. I think the country is aching for that, and uh, because of that, it's going to be like overwhelming sweep status. And a lot of big progressive change is going to be happening um, in the next, at the start of the next decade. How cool is that? Like 2020 is 
start of the new decade, you. So thinking about it, like they, they, they say federally speaking across the board, it's legal in every state, but they have already talked that if they do that, they may still say states can choose whether or not to allow its access or whatnot. What would Indiana do? I'm not sure. My hope is that they would get with the times and just be like, okay, let's fucking accept it. I mean, they did just legalize selling liquor on Sundays in Indiana, you guys. Can you believe that? Get with the times. So, you know, talking about the, the cannabis reform and everything, there are movements. I don't know if you guys know about Normal, N-O-R-M-L, but they're uh, trying to normalize cannabis and help to you know bring about the end of full prohibition i guess is the way to say that you know and the thing is is that our government in a lot of ways facilitated an artificial war on drugs that they could spend money on money that went to contractors that paid them do you guys see how cyclical this is right now and it's the same kind of thing happening now on a larger scale in the white house once again, it's things you got like this you have to be paying attention to. So my thoughts are, you know, if you've never tried cannabis before, if you're in a state that's not legal and you don't have access to it easily, don't go search it out. Don't get yourself into trouble, accidentally talk to a fucking cop because you don't know no better. Some stupid shit like that. Don't. Don't be an idiot, right? That's all I want to say there. But... But is a very big. If you're in a legal state, you've never tried it. You know, you've never experienced it. You do need to seek it out. You do need to go into a store. Think about you as a person. What do you want to heal? Because it is a medicine. Honestly, it really is. It's just like fucking aloe vera. Really, it's a plant. You know. I mean, and fucking technically speaking, if we want to go there, fucking opioids are a plant. So from the poppy so you can be like hey man i fucking have a really bad back problem and my back is always aching like every day of the week and i don't know why okay well here's this strain it's an indica it's gonna calm your back it's gonna relax your muscles and you're gonna be able to melt so when you're ready to melt and be done with your day probably have a big bowl of this like just pack a bowl and smoke it and then zen den man so let's say you have depression they have stuff that helps with depression mood lifters i mean it's just it's just like taking and giving yourself a chance to enhance a little bit you know and you don't want to buy synthetic fake stuff don't look for k2s or salvias or shit like that you know those are dangerous they're really genuinely dangerous things i would never touch or try or anything of that nature so i just want you guys to be aware that there is really a movement coming a, a, a really a great change and you know there are some people to thank for that and like i want to talk about that too a little bit because i don't think that p certain people get enough praise but there are really pioneers of the cannabis industry and i don't mean as in like they created uh stores or something of that nature but i mean they created the culture that is this positive energy like if you smoke weed you're not a bad person man you really aren't i think that a lot of people get a bad rap i think that and i'm just going to be honest as fuck here but the problem with ap's theory on 
oh man, it, it, if you're if you're in a a state where it's illegal and you get caught smoking, you should be fully persecuted and whatnot. Like, and that's me paraphrasing, obviously, but like to that nature, you got to think that people of color are literally 10 times more likely targets of police and are 10 times more likely to actually be charged and convicted of a said cannabis-related crime opposed to the white person. That's just a fact. I'm not trying to be some sort of social justice warrior. I'm just looking at numbers, man, and that's the numbers. That's how it works. If you're a person of color and you get arrested and you have weed on you, they're going to charge you for it. If you are a white person and you get pulled over and you have weed on you, they're probably going to take your weed and send you on your fucking way. That's real. Like That's real life. So I just think that we should shout out the people that, again, built a positive energy around it. And now you're seeing people on Jimmy, Kim- Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, all the different Tonight Shows shit they have, talking about weed, smoking weed, making jokes about weed. It's so mainstream now that it's like if you're not with the times, you're so far behind uh, because it seems like a vast majority of Americans want to see us move into a a more friendly cannabis culture. Look at, look at Canada. They're cannabis-friendly culture, and they're way nicer, and they have way better, like, you know, values on things. They understand life at a different perspective, too, because it allows you to... I think alcohol is literally an accelerant that just makes people, without knowing it, makes them worst versions of themselves the deeper they get into the drink without realizing it. So if you're, you know, some lady who's married to a dude and, you know, the dude works all the time, but then when you go out, you want to fucking while out and you get too crazy and you get overly drunk and then, you know, you're being belligerent at a bar and you're getting kicked out and then you don't have a ride home, but you're, you know, you don't want to, or, you you know, you do have a ride home at yourself, but you don't want to drunk drive, but, you know, you've done it before. So my, I mean, that, that alcohol brings out the worst, the absolute worst kind of people the worst in people and it, you know some people can like okay for example when we did the, the the karaoke thing last year i would have a beer one beer a night one because i didn't know if i was going to end up getting triggered to have a worse migraine or have a migraine at all which sometimes it did sometimes it didn't and two i would be driving us home and i didn't want to be overindulged and uh, not be able to focus or be able to operate my, my thing is always if I go to a place I'm gonna smash a beer as soon as I get there like have one if I'm gonna have one and I know earlier I talked about how it repulses me but I'm talking like a former version of myself so if I were to have had a beer it would have been early in the night and then I just drink waters the rest of the night literally for hours so then it's like no worries I pissed it out of my system I'm super sober I'm super good to go you know, and, 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 and that's that. So let's talk about these pioneers because I keep kind of tangenting a little bit here and I want to make sure to shout some people out and talk about them. But really some of the earliest pioneers are Cheech and Chong. And I know that's funny. They did the, you know, cannabis comedy and, and Cheech and Chong up in smoke is still smoking. And they had vinyl records that had rolling papers literally inside of them, which I have that record and the rolling papers are still inside of them. That's self-control. Uh, <laughs> But, you know what? 
before we really dive deep into Cheech and Chong, let me take a quick drink break brought to you by Brews with Dudes. You guys get Brews with Dudes right here on the Journey into Comics Network every motherfucking Saturday. And we love the Brews with Dudes, dudes. So this drink is to you, dudes. It's early enough in the day that I'm drinking orange juice. It's fucking delicious. I love orange juice. So, you know, Cheech and Chong, pioneers, man, they weren't afraid to do that kind of comedy. They were very clever with it. They put targets on their backs because they were these personas of these comedic characters who smoked weed. So if they were out, cops would hassle them and harass them, and it became very difficult for them, and they would get sometimes arrested, sometimes in trouble. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but Tommy Chong famously... Uh, you know, had this pipe shop and like online only. And he only, you know, uh, I don't know how it worked, but he wouldn't ship them to certain states that it wasn't legal or there was some sort of deal. And he had somebody who kept emailing him every day, like pressuring him and trying to be nice and offering him more money and offering him this and just being like, come on, just sell me one, you know, it'd be great. And finally he decided, okay, I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm going to do this. This customer has been insanely persistent and doesn't give up. And it was the FBI. They had set him up and were trying to ruin him. And he went to prison for a little bit, you know, and had to had to deal with that. And and um, he sat in prison for doing something that they set him up to do. Like, that's an awful thing. And he could come out and be shitty and, and fucking scream in the holler and being mad and shit. Nope. He's just focused. He's like 88 years old or some shit. He's old as fucking dirt. Still kicking ass and taking names. Why is that? Why are all these people old as fucking dirt still hanging around? What do they have in common? Cheech Marin, Tommy Chong, Willie Nelson. Hmm. I mean, Snoop D.O.G.G., but he's not old yet. But like Willie Nelson's really old, you know. But those guys are old as hell. They all smoke weed. Gives you medical benefits, lets you live longer. That's a fact. Especially the better, higher quality stuff. Stuff that you can get a hold of. You know? And, oh, another another crazy thing about Illinois is legalization. You know, you're going to be able to have your own plants. Grow your own plants. And I'm sure there are probably certain restrictions. Like, I'm going to guess. I mean, I know that you, if you're under 21, you can't get it at all. I know that... Um, you, you know, you you're not a lot. You sh- they they're advising against you know smoking and driving and doing it at the same time. So you know, blaze up before or after you drive, obviously. But um, I'm just curious. I I don't know if I saw this in the legislation or not. If it involves like, can you grow your cannabis plants if you're near a school? Because. That would be interesting because Hoopston, for set, like my hometown, is small and is like there's a school near everywhere. So how do you, if that's a part of it, you know, like how do you, what do you do, you know? But it's not like little kids are going to go jump into people's yards and grab their cannabis and take it home and trim it and smoke it. Like they're, they're kids. Jesus Christ, you know? Like I think the thing that we need to be more cautious about is parents in the future, and this is something we're going to see a little bit of. There's probably going to be some influx, but I'm hoping 
that some of these new, like, oh my God, cannabis is legal and I've always been afraid to smoke, so now that I can officially do it without any repercussions, I'm going to go ham. I hope some of those people are also precautious and we don't see influx in, like, children going to the hospital because their parents left out their weed candies and the kids got into the weed candies and ate the entire fucking bar and now they're tripping balls in outside space for the next 48 hours and they're going to have to be hospitalized. Like, I hope none of that happens. So just if you're in the world where it's become legal, you just got to be having some discretion, recognize you need to keep yourself safe, understand that, you know, there are dumb people out there. And if you don't hear the word, the warning from someone, you're probably going to be the idiot that makes a mistake. And I know you probably don't want to be that person. So that's what I'm going to say about that. So Tommy Chong, Cheech Marin, you know, they're pioneers. Like I said, you got Willie Nelson, another pioneer. Snoop Dogg, definitely in that building the brand of cannabis into a different thing. I think Joe Rogan, or not, well, Joe Rogan, yes, and also Seth Rogan. The Rogan brothers, even though they're not brothers. Uh, they, uh, they both pushed the agenda further too you know they're getting people they're getting things out to a wider audience i mean how many americans were outraged that elon musk got in trouble for smoking weed in a legal state on a podcast like come on really you know it's just to me the culture's ready the generation coming under like the generation that's before like coming next this true millennial generation because I'm still fringe, the barely millennial bullshit. But the full-on, like, next generation, my sister, like, not my, my, not Sam, my sister, but my younger sister, her generation, they're a lot more progressive. They have different beliefs on love. They, there have been enough parents in the world that have been just telling people to love who you love and not giving restrictions and whatnot to how people love. It's allowed kids to be a lot more, I mean, I think that, um, modern sexuality for young adults is changing to where it's a lot more bisexuality across the board for all you know all different all different kinds and maybe they don't want to not, not necessarily admit that like they're, they're not all identifying per se as a bisexual but they um the just the proverbial they as it were uh are attracted to both males and females and, and, and anything in between. And then and, and pansexuals, uh, a, a thing that exists now. So that generation's way more open-minded. Cannabis is the least of their concerns. Like They're going to easily, when their time comes to take over, if cannabis is still an issue, they're going to be like, that's legal, fuck off. Like, what are you doing? But then they're going to tackle real issues. Like, hey, climate change is fucking here, and we've only got eight years to solve it, folks. It's bad. I don't know if you saw that. That's a whole other tangent, but... I think that what we have with this cannabis movement is also an opportunity for people who don't have a lot of money to start over. And you're like, what? But I want you to know right now, if you're whatever state you're in, if you have an opportunity to buy in cannabis stocks, do it. Like, do it imminently because it's coming. The switchover is coming, and that industry is going to boom. And if you have stocks now that are worth $12 a share, and you have 12 shares, you know, $144, you know, and then those skyrocket to 1,000%, think about how much money you have. You don't even have to sell all those stocks. You could sell 
three of those stocks and have some cash in your back pocket. So I'm just saying that if you've thought about playing the stocks, you're into the stocks, my gamble is bet on green. Always bet on green, not black or red. Green. There is green on the roulette table. That's true. So we're back at it. You know, another thing I think is cannabis becoming recreationally legal and medically legal everywhere at some point is going to be beneficial to the opioid crisis that we're suffering in our country because millions of Americans are becoming addicted to opioids. Thousands of Americans are dying every year. Hundreds of thousands of Americans are dying every year from opioid addiction. It is an epidemic with the baby boomer generation. People are dying in their sleep because they forgot they took their fucking opioids. They took another dose of their opioids on top of the other medication that they took and never woke up. And that's it. That's that generation's like legacy, man. That's fucking awful. I want you to really think about that. It's it's brutal. We as a nation have to be better, and if cannabis can fix that, it's like, why aren't we? And and the answer is this. Big Pharma is pissed because they want their cut still, and they know as soon as cannabis is legalized, their slice gets severely diminished. And, of course, they can still push their agenda on people. And, and that's another thing, you know. I, I wish this country, if we're talking about policies and stuff, I wish that... In this country, you were not allowed to solicit medication. I don't think I should see an AstraZeneca commercial in the middle of an NBA Finals game. Ask your doctor if AstraZeneca is right for you. Also know the side effects cause anal bleeding, uh, vomiting, nausea, diarrhea, upsets, uh, ups, an upset stomach. Sorry, I've lost my voice. You know, and all that shit, and like all these different, like, it also can cause cancer, and it also will fucking make your eyes rot out of your face. And you're like, what the fuck, AstraZeneca? What are you doing? You know, they shouldn't be telling you to ask your doctor if AstraZeneca is right for you because the doctor's going to go, yeah, sure, you can try it here. They don't give a fuck, people. Then you're just self prescribing shit, you know, and I don't, I'm not all about that like that. I think if you're going to self-prescribe medication, it should be natural from the earth, you know, back to cannabis and how if it, if it things change, man, it can stop the opioid crisis. It can fix a lot of our problems. It can help our infrastructure just because it will help us make more money as a country. People will naturally be more willing to spend money and all the money, all that revenue that's going into the pockets of common drug dealers is then going to be filtered back into a store in a community that's going to pay a employee who's going to spend their money in the community do you guys see how it actually works like it's it's much bigger than just ooh they recreation they they like made weed legal yay there's a lot of side benefits job creation um expanding the Understanding of what the health benefits are. The more states legalize, the more people look into the health benefits of cannabis, and we learn more, and we test more. The tests are still early. I mean, they're still very, very early on in some of the learning about all the things that cannabis can do and become. You know, and now they've got teas and all these different options for people. And like I said, I feel like I don't care if you think you're going to be judged. I don't think, listen. 
Another thing that's important, I want to talk about that too. So I, I think that you should not worry if there's a, if you think there's a stigma about cannabis because I really don't think there is. Uh, one thing I have found in my travels is literally every state, every town, every place that our band has ever played, people are smoking weed pretty much in the open. You know, not super obvious. Like, hey, I'm having a giant fucking joint right now or some shit like that. But discreetly, but still in the open and just minding their business, doing their thing. It's their business. They're doing, they're just in their own realm, you know. And I think that says a lot because it's like we play in Indiana a lot. We play in Illinois a lot. We've played in Milwaukee. We've played in Ohio. Played in Michigan. I mean, we're going to be playing in Kentucky can't believe I'm going to say that. That's the craziest thing I've ever said. So to me, I think that, you know, if you feel like there's a stigma on smoking weed and if you tell someone you smoke that they're going to be like, oh, what are you, what's your problem? That's not real because I think everybody at this point has tried, wants to try, is interested in trying cannabis it's a fact so and i mean in the few in the futures now too because see you don't necessarily have to smoke an actual the plant version because they can they can turn you know the the thc in the bud itself into an oil and the oil is smokable in a pen and you know you've seen people vaping and i bet you half the time the people vaping next to you anywhere you've been had weed cartridges and not um not tobacco cartridges, and you would have no idea. Clueless. Fucking clueless. You have no clue. At all. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Think about that for just one minuto. Right? That it's everywhere. Everybody's doing it. It's all around you. If you think that it's not, you're stupid as fuck. Really. I mean, you really are. Because people every day everywhere are smoking and people every day everywhere are doing what they do they're minding their own business and they're living their lives so it's like does someone come knock on your door and give you grief every time you drink a beer no or have a glass of wine no or fucking jerk yourself off because that's a fucking that's a a, a thing people could become addicted to as well you know um I think that this is good for our nation. Again, I'll say it one last time, but I think I'm done rambling here, folks. I've thrown my best at you. You know, I I didn't really learn you too much, but I gave you a little bit of everything. I see different perspectives on this. Oh, you know, that's actually, I'm not quite done because there was the other thing I wanted to dive on. So drug testing in the workplace, right? This is a point of question, like, what's going to happen? Illinois got that, you know, other states have got that. You know, some employers have taken cannabis off their drug testing charts because too many people smoke. Like, are you going to fire three quarters of your plant? Because people are actually smoking. You know, the thing is, like, I don't advocate if you work in an industry that's like heavy machinery or something of that nature. I do not advocate that you're smoking like heavy, heavy cannabis or like a, a really mind altering strain before you go to your job. Maybe you're having some CBD smoke, you know, maybe you're having something that's going to just make you more energetic, 
But don't dumb yourself out if you're going to be working in heavy machinery or working in an industry where you, it's life or death in every move you make. Like, that's foolish. But if you work in the food service industry, if you work in retail, if you work in healthcare, any of those things, you should be getting lit as fuck every day and enjoying your life if that's what you so choose. And it will make everyone in those environments so much friendlier. Can you imagine going into like a fucking GameStop where everyone is stoned? And they're like, how's it going? And you're just like, hey, I'm here to buy a game. And they're like, cool, man, what do you want? We're not going to push something on you. We just want to be helpful and like talk to you. And we have a nice conversation. And then this person connects with us as people. And they're not just there to buy a game. They actually enjoy the presence of the employees because they have this synergy. And that shines to the to the customer and the customer's like fuck i liked spending money in there i need to go back next week i want to see those people again they come back next week with their paycheck they drop off more cash and then you've built a team that people are energetic about seeing and then people are coming to you because you're entertaining and fun you have this value because you guys are all you know connected in that way but that's just my dream for the future, I guess. I think I'm going to get out of here, folks. I've rambled on long enough. Let's get to those delicious, tasty little plugs. You guys listen to the Voice of Survival podcast. This has been Season 2, by the way. We are deep into Season 2, but you guys have been listening to this season. We're almost done. A couple episodes left here. Got some special stuff coming up hopefully soon. Got to get with Tyler because he's going to help me out with a couple of them. But uh, you guys check this out. Every other Friday right here on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. Subscribe. You'll get all our different shows on the network. You guys know them and love them. Got some new shows coming up very soon. I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot. Watake Mushrooms. So, folks, for this week's episode of The Voice of Survival Podcast, this is Season 3. Or Season 2, shit. <laughs> uh, brain goes dumb. This is Season 2, Episode 11. I have been your host, Nate. Take it easy. Puff the bowl. Pass it around. Later. <laughs>